Ladies and gents, this is episode two of the personal branding miniseries. So before I go into it and, and talk about the bullet points that uh, I've got in front of me, as I've said a couple of episodes now, if you want to get involved, audience participation, then send over a tweet or tweet me at Hisham Azuz or use the hashtag recruitment roller coaster um, with questions, anything that you want me to go deeper into, or even with the other episodes, questions that you'd love me to ask the guests. So, as always, this podcast is supported and sponsored by Hunted. And I'll be honest, I haven't had loads of questions sent over to me. Uh, from you all in terms of questions I can ask around, uh, sorry, questions I can answer for you on personal branding. So if you'd really like to get your questions answered, please do send me a message with your questions and I will dedicate a whole episode to just answering the questions that I get sent. So that would be great if you could do that. If it's something that you want me to uh, go into or any particular topics you'd love me to answer them, then please do send them my way. So let's go into it. The first bullet point I have <clears throat> building on last week's episode is, as I shared with you all, the biggest challenge I've received and recruiters have told me they have when it comes to doing more online besides posting about jobs is not knowing or understanding what to create content about. So I told you what you should be thinking about that would help fuel and help you understand what you should be talking about. And that's asking questions like, what are the biggest frustrations and challenges that candidates and clients share with me on a daily basis? Is it that candidates want way more flexible working? Is it that uh, they want more, they want access to uh, people they can learn from in their business, which currently they don't have. Clients, okay, their challenge might be hiring um, people, hiring the right people for their business, but is a challenge that they have no, they don't understand how to uh, leverage the culture that they have and, and showcase that externally, their employer brand. Um, are they struggling to compete with big logos in the area? Whatever it may be. You need to think about your clients and candidates and think about the challenges they have, think about why they do what they do, what their objectives are. And once you've actually made the time to think about that and think about your clients and candidates first in this way, then you need to think about <clears throat> the topics that you want to plan to create content about. And that's my first bullet point. And you need to do the challenge piece and the motivation piece first because that's going to help you understand, really understand what you should be creating content about. And once you've identified challenges, objectives, they then become your content topics that you need to create content about. So you need to plan that. Like anything, you need a plan. And for me, how I structure it myself and, and what I get uh, the recruiters to do who I work with is the following. It's really simple. You do not need to overcomplicate this. It, it really is simple. 
So first things first, you need to think to yourself, what is the minimum? What is as a minimum standard in terms of consistency that I'm willing to commit to? So is that I'm going to commit over the next four to six weeks or however long it may be that I'm going to post a minimum of one post a week, two posts a week, three posts a week. There's no right or wrong answer here. You just need to commit to yourself what you're going to be willing to try and commit to. So then that's going to help you understand if it's just over a four four week period that you're going to plan for, I would probably recommend planning for a month and, and seeing how you get on or planning for four to eight weeks. And then you can see and learn through that experience. So let's say that it's uh, you decide that right over the next four to six weeks, I'm going to post a minimum of one times uh, one post a week. So with that in mind, what you then need to plan out is what you're going to actually talk about, right? So um, how I split this is really simple. So the first thing that you need to identify is topic. So in in your sort of simple plan or when you uh, write down or put into a document that you're going to um, post four times over the next four weeks, um, this is how I'd break down what each post will look like and how I would plan it. So let's say week one, um, the topic is going to be flexible working, for example, just a really easy um, example to use. So that would be your topic, flexible working. Then what you should think about and what I like to call just brief content details is then basically sort of build out what you want to talk about on that topic and what you was thinking. So this isn't you writing a, a complete LinkedIn post. This is just adding context and framing up what the, the sort of core points you want to get across around this topic. So let's say it's flexible working. The brief content details might be something along the lines of um, having spoken to uh, um, candidates numerous times around flexible working, it's become clear that this has become a real driver for a lot of candidates in our market. And the the common reasons why candidates want flexible working are the following. Spend more time with their family, less time commuting, and want more autonomy in their role or whatever. What do people think of this? And how is this going to continue to evolve in the future? That's just something I'd just the top of my head as you can tell um but that when you look at that it gives you a real idea as to what you're thinking so the topic flexible working then the brief content details might be um three or four bullet points that you want to make sure you get across in your linkedin post or video whatever so that's topic brief content details and then the next uh, part that you should think about is medium and all that is is this going to be a video is this going to be potentially an audio, a podcast, or is it just going to be a a written LinkedIn post? So that's what you need to decide as well. And then uh, the final piece that I get with uh, what I do with uh, with my clients is then who is this piece of content targeted at? Is it targeted at clients? Is it targeted at candidates? And that's just something worth thinking about. Obviously, we want this content to drive the right engagement, the right people. So if over the next four weeks you doing more online would result in you having more conversations with candidates that you can place, then let's make the content that you put out there targeted on on candidates. So plan that out as well. So 
just to finalize that, make that crystal clear, how you want to sort of break down your plan for each of your posts is the following. What's the topic? Um, what's the post going to be about? What is the actual topic of the post? Then brief content details, write down some bullet points that you were thinking and wanted to talk about around that topic. Is it going to be, what medium is it? Is it going to be a video? Is it going to be a written piece? Target target persona, is this targeted at a client? Is it targeted at a candidate? And as I said, you want to do this for each post. And if it's one post a week that you're going to be doing, you need to do, plan that out for, for four posts. So that's how I structure it for myself. And that's how um, I've got the recruiters that I work with to structure it for themselves. And it's worked, it's simple. I've put together a real simple sort of Google um, Excel stroke sheet that they can use, but you can literally just put this into a document, write in your notepad or whatever, but you need to plan what you're gonna say and what you're gonna create content about. So my next bullet point is really talking about why this is important to do this. So typically what I hear when people tell me they haven't got time or they find it really hard when they're trying to create content in their in their working week is that typically what will happen is let's say on at 4 p.m. on a Friday, 4 till 5 p.m. or 3.30 till 4.30 at the end of the week, I'm gonna create content and that's gonna be my content for next week or the week after or whatever. And typically what will happen is a recruiter or someone will go into that time slot not knowing what they're going to create content about. So they'll go into that 3.30 till 4.30 time slot and they'll end up going, okay, what the hell am I going to create content about? End up spending 30 minutes, if not longer, just having no idea what to talk about. So then have the genius idea of making a post around a job <laughs> that they have. So for me, what's the most effective way of doing this is breaking up the time that you allocate to this. So break up the time um, that you allocate to creating content and break it up. So let's say 30 minutes um, in your week, you're going to make the time to just think about topics that you can talk about over the next couple of weeks. Write those down, break it down how I've just told you to, or literally just, just write down the bullet points if that's enough for you on the topics that you want to talk about. And then allocate your time to um, creating this content. But and then when you go into that time slot, you actually know what you need to create content about. So you can go into that 3.30, 4.30 time slot going right. So um, I know that over the next four weeks, I'm gonna create content around flexible working, micromanagement, um, IR35, um, tech in recruitment, whatever it may be, but you're equipped with what you need to create content about. And then it's just, the process then or of you getting better at delivering that message and writing or recording the actual content itself. And that's proven to be really effective and a really better way to um, enable you to create your content. So that is what I do for myself. That's what the recruiters have been doing that I've been working with. It's worked and that's what I would encourage all of you to do. And just to finalize that, I would block out time. Like there's no good going into your week. And I've had my own experience with this. I do find it difficult and it always a challenge getting better at managing my time. However, what I've found that works for a lot of people is they will block it out in their diary. It might be 12.30 to 1 p.m. They're going to come up with content ideas on a Tuesday. Then 12.30 to 1 p.m. on a Thursday, they're actually going to write out a LinkedIn post that they can share next week or whatever. But actually block out the time 
or use your commute time to, to, to do this, whatever it may be, but that's a process. Work out when a really good time is to do this for you um, in your working week and then actually block out the time as opposed to just saying to yourself this week that I'm going to get a post out or I'm going to write some content or I'm going to make a video this week because then it just stays in your head. Then loads of things happen. You get a new job or whatever it may be and it gets pushed in, in the back burner, right? So that is how I would advise all of you to put together a bit of a plan, how to structure it and, and what's worked effectively for the clients that I've worked with and, and what, what I do for myself. So that's the, the planning element and it's, it's really important. I'd really encourage all of you to approach it like that or have some sort of plan. So with that, actually, final point, sorry, final point would be when you do then allocate time to it, try and maximize that time. So what I always say to people, and this is something you'll get better at, it may take you 20 minutes to write a LinkedIn post, but then the next time you do it, it might take you 15 minutes. So next time you allocate 30 minutes to create your content for the week or create your content for the month, try and try and obviously create more than one LinkedIn post. And that will just give you way more breathing space so let's say on Thursday 3 till 5 p.m or 3 till 4 p.m you're able to sort of smash out two LinkedIn posts or maybe even three or four that's then your content done for the month um, and you don't have to think about it so that's what I'd really advise as well is when you do get better at delivering your message and putting the content together and these types of things which is a process try and maximize the time that you allocate to it so you're making more than just one piece of content which will just enable you to have more breathing space. You don't have to think about it for a week or two weeks or whatever. Um, and you can crack on and you just have your document with your LinkedIn post ready to publish and, and share. And it's just a copy and paste job rather than, than each week trying to um, obviously putting in time, sharing your post, uh, sorry, creating the content for the post, etc. So that would be my advice. So that, that's a planning element. Next bullet point I have is how to deliver your message. My best advice is to facilitate conversations. So <clears throat> a real common objection that I get from recruiters when we start thinking about what they can talk about and they have ideas is, Hisha, my, like, who am I to, to talk about this? Of course, I'm informed of the market. Um, I know as much as I can. I'm an expert in my field. However, I'm not a techie or I'm not going to know it as well as the candidates in the market or the clients in the market. I don't want these people to sort of look at my content and go, "Who who's this recruiter to, to think that he can talk about this topic? Like he doesn't know anything or she doesn't know anything. And I totally get that. So how I would encourage all of you to sort of overcome that challenge and how I would encourage all of you to approach talking about the topics that you want to is by facilitating conversations around the topic and I'll explain what I mean. So the slight shift in this is again I'll just use flexible working for an, for for a, a really easy example <clears throat> is instead of going online and, and sort of using your LinkedIn post to be like, this is why everyone needs to have flexible working. Businesses you have to offer this and this is why. And that's fine. You can do that if you have a really strong opinion on that. However, some people may not be willing to do that because they may have never run a business before and don't have the sort of 
real understanding of what's involved in offering flexible working to employees and these types of things, which is why some people may be a bit hesitant to jump online and talk about that because they don't have the expertise or experience in uh, running a business or having a team and offering it to their team, right? So how you can overcome that and how I think you should approach this, which is going to encourage way more engagement, is to facilitate the conversation. So I've said that a couple of times. So let me explain what I mean. So instead of jumping online and sa- and sort of saying, this is why you need to have flexible working and, and probably um, ruffling a few feathers, um, I would approach it like this. So it would go something along the lines of, something that's become more and more apparent over the last couple of years or with the conversations that I'm having on a daily basis with candidates is that a real important priority for them when looking for their new job or considering a move is having more flexible working or more flex time or having just more flexibility within their role. Now, this is interesting because this is something that definitely wasn't a conversation that people were having two, three, four, five years ago. However, the common reasons as to why people want flexible working are the following that you may not actually realize, or these are some of the the common reasons as to why people want flexible working. And that might be, and then you could list them. So common reasons that candidates are telling me that they want it, it's important to them is they want to spend more time with their family, less time commuting, all the things that I said earlier, and actually list those things out. And then how to round this LinkedIn post off is what do people think of this and why is flexible working important to you question mark or how do people feel about this and is this going to continue to change and become more important question mark? What are the common reasons or what are the most important reasons for you as to why you want flexible working question mark, right? So the slight shift there is instead of you demanding that people need to offer flexible working, you're going online and you're saying, look, this is what people are telling me in the market. This is what I'm hearing. These are the things that people are telling me. And why do people think that this is important now? Or why do, why is it important to you? And you pull it back on your audience. And that's the slight change. So you can do that with anything. It might be that What's the most important? So the most important perk now that I'm hearing from candidates is that they want to uh, be able to have a longer lunch lunch break. The reasons why people tell me uh, why they want this is this. What do people think of this? And is having a longer lunch break important to you? Question mark. So what you're doing there is you're basically saying, look, this is what I'm hearing, people. This is what people are telling me in the market, and then you pull it back on the market you pull it back to people what do people think what do you think of this is this important to you and you actually just pose it back so then what you can do in quite a smart way is obviously you'll have some sort of an opinion or even if you really wanted to just facilitate the conversation you could say this is what I'm hearing what do people think and always approach it like that and what that means is you're then going to encourage people to share their two pence share their opinion which means you're going to get people in your market, engaging, commenting, saying, look, this is why it's important to me. This is what I think. No, this this is why it's important to me. And that's the smart way of doing it. And you can sort of really, I don't want to say like on the fence, but it's just a smarter way of doing it, where you're facilitating conversations rather than saying, this is what I think and this is the only this is the only way it should be. And you're instead saying, look, this is what people are telling me. This is what I'm hearing. What do, what do you guys think? So 
I hope that helps. But that's what I always say to people as to how to approach sharing content. And it's worked. It's been really effective and it's driven really good engagement, which is which brings me to my to my next point. Use the engagement to drive sales conversations. So if you put a post out on LinkedIn and you're getting people commenting, they're having a conversation in the comment section, well, guess what? If that person is decent, that person has some good experience and you want to speak to them, you now have a reason to speak to them. And this is something that I always end up speaking to recruiters about after sort of four to six weeks of me working with them is that, look, we, we obviously want candidates and clients to come to you. We want people to come inbound. That's obviously what we want. And you will achieve that. And you can get that, more of that. However, what we also want to do is use this content that you're making time to to do and share on a weekly basis to drive your proactive work as well. So if you if you start sharing LinkedIn content and you and you start building your personal brand and you're facilitating conversations around topics that you know are really important to your clients and candidates and you're getting people comment, share their two pence, say why it's important to them and they're either a, a decision maker that you want to speak to or they're a candidate that has some good experience that you want to speak to, well, this is how you approach it and how you use the content to drive sales conversations. So if you have their number, I personally would call them. Or if you don't want to go straight in for a call, you connect if you're not connected and you send them a direct message. And it can go something along the lines of this. So feel free to, to steal this and use this. And it works. It works for me and it's worked for a number of people that I work with. So this person has just commented on your post. They look good. They're someone that you want to speak to. I would then follow up with something like this, either on the phone or in a message. Hi, ex client or candidate. I just wanted to drop you a note or I just wanted to uh, give you a call because I noticed that you engaged with my recent post on X topic. Firstly, I just wanted to say thank you for engaging with my content. I really appreciate it. You may have seen that I am trying to do more on LinkedIn. So look, if you see any of my future posts, I'd really appreciate your feedback. And look, while I have you, do you know what we do here at X Agency? I guarantee you that'll work. And if you want to go straight in for the kill here, do it. That's fine. You, you, you have a reason to speak to them, which isn't, are you looking for a job? Have you got any jobs? You're instead using the content to drive these conversations. And it's why you're calling or why you're sending them a message. And trust me, if these people have commented on your post, they're going to remember sharing that comment. So they're going to know who you are. So it's a totally different conversation. And I guarantee you, it will drive more success. And even if that's just a conversation, it's a conversation that you didn't have five minutes ago that you may not have been able to have if it's just, hi there, you're looking for jobs or whatever, right? So for me, this has just got to drive way more windows of opportunity for you to get on the phone or for you to have a conversation with people to explain why you're different, how you approach things, what you stand for as a recruiter. This is what we do at our agency, which is different. That's what it's got, to, it's got to enable you to have more and more of those opportunities. And then those conversations will lead anywhere, as you all know. 
However, if you literally wanted to lead with, look, just notice that you engage in my content. Feedback's always welcome. How open would you be to be having a conversation around how we've been helping businesses like yours? It's worked for my clients. And because they know who you are, if I'm ex-hiring manager and I spent five minutes commenting on Dave's recruit, Dave's post and he's a recruiter, trust me, when Dave then ends up in my inbox, um, I'm going to remember who he is as opposed to Tim, who's also a recruiter that goes straight in to this client and goes, are you hiring at the moment? I have this candidate. I wonder how many of those messages he's getting rather than Dave that's going, that's using content to go, look, I noticed you engaged. Duh, 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 duh. Are you open to having a conversation? Guarantee you that's going to go down way better. And that would be my advice. So you have to use this engagement to drive sales conversations. You can't just wait for all of this to come to you it's got to be both and and that's really important to me that's how i use it for my own business um people that engage with my content and these types of things i will use that to drum up conversations it's 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 just so much better right cool so some more practical advice here on how to actually deliver your linkedin posts and your content that that people uh, have found really useful that I've um, been talking to them about over the last sort of four months. So um, I always talk about sort of the importance of the structure of your LinkedIn post. So I'm, 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 I never profess to be some sort of LinkedIn guru. And if you have your sort of LinkedIn profile picture at this particular angle, it means you're going to get this type of business. That that just isn't what I'm about. However, I'm, I'm all about sort of sharing what I'm doing for myself that that's working really well. So what I'm going to talk a bit about now is how just just really basic practical LinkedIn advice that you can use next time you're delivering your content. So for me, it's just all about the structure of your post. And this is all about LinkedIn posts for me. If you're like, I want to write an article, whatever, that's fine. However, if you were to, if you want to get the most out of your efforts, if you're not doing much right now, it's got to be LinkedIn posts. It just has to be. They reach more people, they get more engagement. And that is what I would encourage all of you to do more of. Um, so link, uh, a LinkedIn post uh, has a capacity or the limit of 1300 characters. And this is how I want you to think of a LinkedIn post. So it's a bit easier if I had a, a, a um, visual in front of me to show you, but I feel like I can do a good job of talking about it. So the most important part of the post for me is the beginning part of a LinkedIn post. If you were to scroll through your LinkedIn newsfeed right now, you'll see like a snippet of the LinkedIn post, which is right at the top and you'll have the option to click see more. So what I want you to do when you start creating your LinkedIn post is really think about that beginning part and uh, and treat it as a hook. So again, let's say it's flexible working to, to keep it simple. And as I've spoken about it a lot, that beginning part of the, the, the post, treat it as a hook. So it might be something along the lines of, something that's becoming more and more important for candidates that I'm speaking to is flexible working. This is really interesting. And some of the common reasons that you may not think of are the following dot, 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 right? And then, and then there's going to be the option to click see more. But basically, how I want you to visualize and think about the LinkedIn post is the beginning part has to sort of obviously encourage someone to read on. It has to act as a hook. It has to encourage that person to click see more. So really think about that. And it's sort of a sentence or two sentences that you can fit within that sort of beginning part. So be mindful of that and think about that. Now, if you sort of 
only have if you only put together like a sentence that you act as a hook what you can do is sort of put in an extra break after that so um press the enter button maybe two or three times after that so then there's a bit of a space in between the sort of core of the linkedin post so then there's a bit of a gap which means i have to click see more to see the rest of it even though it might be just a sort of short sentence and i'm sure some of you may have seen this and that's why that's important because you've got to use that space of the linkedin post to encourage someone to to read on i hope that makes sense the next part of your post is obviously the core, the body of the post. For me, the only thing that you need to think about here is is the correct formatting. So no one likes big, chunky paragraphs. It just looks horrible. It does not encourage me to read. And it just looks, it just doesn't look nice at all. And I'm not going to want to read it. So you may see a lot of people on LinkedIn, it does look a bit weird, or you may think it looks a bit weird, but the reason why people do this is because it's way easier to read. So um, what you may see a lot of people do is like after each uh, full stop that they use again a break, and instead of just continuing on with what they wanna say, they just use it as, uh, they just press the uh, enter button and, and use it as a break. Um, so what will end up happening is your LinkedIn post becomes quite long, um, and it's just made up of a number of sentences with breaks in between them um, rather than a big chunky paragraph um, all clunked together. And the reason for that is just, it's just so much easier to read, particularly on the mobile. If you were to go on LinkedIn right now and you see someone write, uh, put together a LinkedIn post that is just one big chunky paragraph opposed to someone that has written the same paragraph, but instead of putting it all together, they've used breaks at each bo- uh, uh, full stop. I guarantee you're going to want you're going to be able to read that way more easier and going to want to read that way uh, way more rather than just a big clunky paragraph that's the only thing that you need to think about when it's the body of the the main body of the linkedin post just make sure that you format it correctly and finally again this sort of ties in with me saying facilitate conversations whenever you can whenever the context is right what I want you to do at the end of your LinkedIn post is is use it to encourage engagement. So again, using my flexible working example, um, what I want you to do is when you get to the end of your post, encourage people to do something. And typically what you want people to do is engage and, and leave their comments and leave their thoughts. So it could be something along the lines of, what's the most important reason for you as to why you want flexible working or why is flexible working important to you? What are the reasons why you want flexible working? Question mark. I'd love to hear people's thoughts, comment below or whatever. So then what happens is you're, I get to the end of your LinkedIn post and you're telling me to do something. So there's, I'm way more likely to do something rather than read it and go, oh, that, that was interesting. And instead then I'm instead then I might just carry on and scrolling through and, and, and not comment and why you want obviously people to engage and comment is because it means it's going to reach more people and get more engagement which means it's going to get in front of more people which means it's more likely that more of the right people are going to comment on your post which means as I said earlier it can drive sales conversation you can speak to these people as well so to just to make that crystal clear and really simple the beginning of your LinkedIn post Think about that, how you structure it, and treat that as a hook and the hook for your LinkedIn post. Then the core body of your LinkedIn post, just make sure you format the post correctly and it's not just a big chunky paragraph. And then finally, whenever you can, encourage the people that read the post to do something and pose a question to your network and we're encouraging them to comment and engage. If that isn't clear, 
I'm sorry, but I feel like I got that across okay. And if it's going to make your life easier, then I would say just go on to my LinkedIn profile and I do this with all of my posts and you'll you'll see. So if, if you just need a bit of a visual to help you really understand what I'm talking about there, then just go onto my LinkedIn profile and look at the posts that I've been posting and I always structure it that way. So yeah, so what we've gone over there is planning your content. So you have actually a bit of a plan and a bit of a strategy. How I would advise you to sort of plan your content to give you the best possible chance of when you come to the time to actually share, no, when you come to the time of creating your LinkedIn post or your video, that you have some sort of good core um, things to look at that's going to enable you to to write that post effectively or record that video. Um, how I would approach sharing content, facilitating conversations. I know I've probably said that about 15 times, but I think it's the best advice that I could give you. Um, instead of just jumping on and, and sort of, have an opinion you can be a bit more smart and be a bit more on the fence and just say look this is what i'm hearing in the market what do you guys think and that's been really effective for everyone that i've worked with and it's worked really well um when you do get engagement make sure that you're using this engagement to drive sales conversations and, and tying it in with your proactive work this needs to be helping you get on the phone, have better quality conversations. And obviously you can use this content that you're sharing as, as your point of difference and, and why you're getting in touch with people rather than have you got any jobs, mate? Or are you looking for a job? Then I've just given you some real practical advice on how to structure your LinkedIn posts and, and, and how I'd approach that. So I hope that's useful. That's what I wanted to go over in um, this episode. Way more practical stuff. Um, but hopefully that should help some of you. If you're going to get started, you must get started. People, as I said, no one's doing anything. You need to start having an opinion and having a face for your LinkedIn presence. It's just so important. Um, so look, I would love questions from you all. This is these are the, the sort of this episode and the last episode is probably the core things that I just wanted to make sure I got across and was really hopeful that some of you would send over some questions and I can really go into those and just answer those um, in the third episode. So look, I haven't got loads of those yet. Be as selfish as you want. Ask me any questions that you want around personal branding. I would love to answer them. I would love to help. Just just send me a message. Uh, tweet me if you want to. But that is the the end of the second episode on the personal branding mini series so i hope you enjoyed it i hope you you got some value out of that and thank you for listening and finally if you want me to answer any of your questions please do send them over thank you